This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Cluster B personality disorders are characterized by dramatic, overly emotional, and unpredictable thoughts and behavior. From Ars Longa Media, this is Cluster B, scientifically informed, expert insights into the four Cluster B personality types, antisocial, borderline, narcissistic, and histrionic personality disorder. Here's today's host, Dr. Todd Grande. Well, this is Dr. Grande. Today's question is, what is the string of interpersonal relationship difficulties that we tend to see associated with narcissistic personality disorder. Now, we talk about this series of difficulties in relationships associated with narcissistic personality disorder. Sometimes we hear this term, trail destruction. So what this means is that individuals with this disorder, as well as several other disorders, are more likely to have a number of interpersonal relational difficulties and just generally a series of conflicts throughout the time when the symptoms are active. So we sometimes see this trail of destruction used with NPD, but also borderline personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder, substance use disorders, and a variety of other disorders. This so-called trail of destruction isn't limited to just the relational problems, although we do see a number of failed, strained, and dysfunctional relationships. We also see other types of rejections, rejections from individuals, rejections in social situations, like not being invited to parties or not being invited to social media groups, rejections with employment, like being fired, and rejections within the family. So there's this long series of rejections, failures, and conflicts. Now, when we talk about narcissistic personality disorder, I am talking about the diagnosis in the DSM. But also here in this video, I'm going to be talking about NPD as it relates to pathological narcissism. Now, these are two different constructs. One way to kind of express it simply would be that narcissistic personality disorder is largely based on behaviors and mostly covers grandiose narcissism. And pathological narcissism is more of a comprehensive view of narcissism that includes vulnerable narcissism. Now, as I mentioned, this trail of destruction isn't exclusive to pathological narcissism. 
We see this with a couple of the other cluster B personality disorders as well, including antisocial and borderline. We don't see it as much with histrionic, which would be the last cluster B personality disorder, but we do sometimes see this with paranoid personality disorder, which of course is a cluster A personality disorder. I haven't seen it too often with schizoid or schizotypal, and I've rarely seen it with any of the cluster C personality disorders, so avoidant, dependent, and obsessive-compulsive personality disorders. Making this issue even a little more complex, of course, is the comorbidity between narcissistic personality disorder and other cluster B personality disorders, comorbidity between NPD and paranoid personality disorder, and comorbidity between NPD and substance use disorders. So this trail of destruction can really be associated with a number of symptom presentations. Now, when we talk about this trail of destruction, these series of conflicts, we oftentimes wonder if there's an awareness of this. So if an individual has pathological narcissism, are they aware that there are all these difficulties with relationships and different rejections? Well, I would say partially. We know that insight tends to be compromised with personality disorders, but the actual conflicts, the technical details of the conflicts are usually recognized. But what we see is a distorted perception as to why they occurred. Now, we know from the literature that NPD has been associated with a number of defense mechanisms. And this is actually a fairly good way to understand how insight can be impaired. Now, some of the more popular defense mechanisms with NPD would be denial. So this is when somebody simply doesn't accept what's true. Splitting, which has a few different forms, but it's the tendency to see things as black or white, zero or one. And splitting can relate to oneself. So this would be an individual with NPD seeing themselves as always good, and it can relate to other individuals. And oftentimes this would be an individual with NPD seeing others as always good or always bad. A lot of times we believe that individuals with this disorder have difficulty relating to others as an equal. So they tend to put somebody in a category either above them or below them. And of course, most of the time we think it's below them. This is where we get the grandiosity and the superciliousness. Other defense mechanisms would include intellectualization and rationalization, which are somewhat similar, and projection. So projection is where the feelings, thoughts of the individual with NPD are projected onto others. Now, projection is a key mechanism with NPD as it relates to insight, in my opinion. And it's also important because the research literature shows us that projection out of all the defense mechanisms is the most strongly associated with NPD. So if there's a lack of insight, at least partially, and all these conflicts can really continue and not be recognized in the way that they would need to be, why do individuals with pathological narcissism ever enter into therapy? And how can they ever improve? Well, there are a lot of reasons that somebody may enter into therapy. Pressure from others could be one important reason. Pressures from the criminal justice system could be another. But another reason could be that eventually the weight of the consequences of the trail of destruction can force a logical reevaluation, meaning even somebody who has impaired insight because of pathological narcissism has to at some point look at all these conflicts and wonder if their behavior could be causal or there could be a causal component there. And this could lead to an individual coming to therapy to explore these conflicts and their potential causes. And of course, in therapy, we hope that insight would be built up 
And we know this insight really can't be forced. Clinicians can point out that pathological narcissism behaviors tend to lead to conflicts, but you really can't force somebody to recognize something when there's that lack of insight. Sometimes you can put it out there, as I mentioned, in a gentle way, and recognition could occur slowly, but it's not something that can really be pushed or forced. It can happen over time through a positive therapeutic alliance, a non-judgmental, authentic stance that has accurate empathy, what we would see in the Rogerian theory. So as I mentioned, a lot of times one of the goals of therapy is to build insight, and a lot of clinicians hope when working with personality disorders, or really any mental disorder, that there is this moment of realization. And of course, it's particularly important for personality disorder like narcissistic personality disorder. It would be this moment of recognition, this moment where an individual with NPD sees that their behavior contributed to this series of conflicts. And this is, in my opinion, a very challenging turning point in therapy. Because here we have to really remember the narrative that this individual with NPD has been telling themselves over all these years, which is that everyone else is wrong, inferior, not special, not worthy, not capable of understanding them. And in this moment of realization, although this moment could take some time, it could be a long duration, not just a quick moment, but in this moment of realization, they have to accept, in essence, that none of those things were true. Now, this certainly doesn't mean that they're going to assume that they're inferior or wrong or not special, but just that all of their assertions were incorrect. They had come up with the wrong conclusion as to what was really happening in reality. So this moment of realization can be about emotions and feelings, but I like to think it's more about logic, finding the logical cause of all these conflicts. And it's not necessarily about accepting responsibility and certainly not about accepting blame. Just making an appeal to logic and realizing what really caused these series of conflicts. The challenge with the concept of blame is that blame isn't really very helpful and not necessarily accurate. There are a lot of reasons that MPD forms, and many of those reasons were outside the individual's control. And even if there was some level of personal responsibility, and of course this could be debated, and I know it is debated a lot around MPD, what's useful for therapy may be different than what we see in what individuals may want individuals with NPD to experience. We know that a lot of individuals have been affected by individuals with NPD, and they may want those people to accept blame. But again, that's not necessarily useful. We also know there's a tendency here at this moment of realization for an individual to backslide. So again, if you think about how narcissism works, it protects oftentimes a fragile sense of self. Now, I know this is a bit of a controversial point as well, but I do think the evidence supports this fragile sense of self theory. So this narcissistic mechanism protects a fragile sense of self, and then in this moment or during this period of time, an individual sees that their behavior had this causal component and that their fragile sense of self is no longer protected by the narcissism. So there's this tendency to backslide. The narcissism can escalate. This trait level can increase, and then they can go back to where they were. They can look at this accepting of logic as a temporary failing of logic. So they may think that they were weak in that moment, and they go back to the grandiosity. They go back to needing admiration and a sense of entitlement and arrogance. 
So from a clinical point of view, this moment of realization has a real risk of backsliding and losing progress. However, I do think in many instances, slow progress can be made, again with an appeal to logic and working toward positive change, not through guilt, shame, blaming, not by going through all the conflicts and pointing out the details of how the individual with NPD could have contributed to that, but a non-judgmental stance and really trying to process through these experiences and work toward behavioral change and cognitive change. So the so-called trail of destruction with NPD, this series of conflicts, isn't simple and requires clinical skill to navigate and explore these issues and realize some sort of therapeutic change. For more content like this, check out Healthy Toxic, another podcast from Ars Longa Media, all about what makes or breaks relationships, including issues related to narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and how personality disorders affect relationships. Ars Longa, Vita Brevitz. Learn more at ArsLonga.media. Hi there, I'm Heather Drago. And I'm Sarah Saunders. We host the podcast, That's a Hard No, about saying no and setting boundaries. So you can become that true and empowered you that this world needs. Saying no isn't just okay. It's the key to living an authentic, fulfilling life. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor, So while this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy, I suppose I know what I'm talking about. I'd say so. We talk about learning to say no and set healthy boundaries and how it impacts mental health, physical health, relationships, parenthood, and more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit our website, hardknowpodcast.com. We're here to help you find your no and say it unapologetically. That's a hard no.